Log Talk Radio. Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III, the uh, host and star of this program, and I'm glad to be broadcasting to you live from the Sports Attic on this beautiful August 26th of 2019. Actually, a little rainy today in Chicago, but that's all right. I love a rainy night, like Eddie Rabbit once sang. He might still sing it. I think he might still Blink be. No, twice. no, he's dead. Blink twice if you oh, can hear Are you there? Blink twice oh, if you can hear me. thought I was... I thought I was doing the show myself. It was, it was, it was frustrating, you know. You, you sit there, you say hello, hello. Nobody shows. Clark, is that I'd you? I'd like to thank Clark. Yeah. Hello, brilliant. this is Clark here. Uh, how, how are we doing there? You got me. I'm. Yeah, I'm doing just fine, Clark. I am. Uh, I I am happy. I was just talking to the the viewers, the listeners, uh, about all the happenings here at the program. Uh, we got some wonderful emails this week. I don't know if you caught that. Um, no, I missed but, but it. Really good stuff. Yeah, here we got a letter. Uh, Dear L and L, I assume that's us, Larcher and Lawrenson. Yeah. I listened in last week, and I just wanted to say I enjoyed the show more than ever. The best part was the lack of Clark's microphone. It really made a difference. Keep up the great work. Love, Canito. All right. Well, mm. good. Thank you. Yeah. What was going on there? Well, people were really happy with it. We got our uh, we got our highest score on Apple iTunes. Uh, business really picked up. So, you know, whatever you did last week, I think you should do it again. Okay. Yeah. I uh, right, right. 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 No. I the way that I understand it was uh, the the podcast feed, the the blog talk feed, had none of me, but somehow uh, on the Facebook live feed, you could actually hear me. Is how is how it went last week then. Anyway, my name is Clark Lawrence, and I'm the host of this here show. It's live at the Sports Attic with Larcher and Lawrence, as you may know. It's great to be here on a on a wonderful day. It's it's fantasy draft week. There's some NFL happenings happening. There's uh, AEW changes out there, Al. There's there's a ton of things. There, there's quite a few things to go over. Not to not to take away from the fact that you and I both had three drafts together yesterday in fantasy football, and tonight. We have another one immediately following tonight's show. You know, my thoughts yesterday were, well, this is finally going to decide the steak dinner. This is, this is it. Two out of three falls, best of two out of three falls. I'm, I'm sure Lauren loves it. We were going Lucha Rules. And then all of a sudden, uh, I forgot, we have, a fourth, we have a fourth draft tonight. So it's right. going to be uh, uh, four leagues. So we're going to have to, instead of having uh, two out of three falls, we're going to have to do a, a point system to figure out uh, who, who is the ultimate uh, draft 
analyst, the ultimate year-long draft player, because clearly I am the best uh, daily fantasy player on this show. Um, well, but you know, you may claim that maybe you're the better uh, year-long drafter, and I, I think that's inaccurate. And, I don't. Uh, I don't believe that I've made that claim at all. Uh, what I am going to do is I'm going to let oh, my performance. I'm going to let my performance speak for me here, and it's not. It's not necessarily the grade that you'll give my draft today. It's about the grade that you're going to give my draft in two months from now. That's what we're talking about here, Al Archer. That's what I'm talking about. And this this draft tonight, I'd like to. You kind of. Uh, you kind of just got invited into a league that I've been a part of since uh, 2006 or so. Well, and, people uh, like me, Clark. You've, you've jumped on in, Al. And, and let's let's discuss something. A, a year ago, t- two years ago, I, I invited you into a league where I was doing half-point PPR, and you gave me so much shit about it. But this year now, here you come running, jumping in to my half-point PPR league. You know, the great poet out of uh, Minnesota, uh, Bob Dylan, once said, the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. And, of course, the times, they are a-changing. And times change, Clark. People move. People evolve. Yeah, the game the game changes. You know, everybody's talking about maybe doing an extra slot this year. People want to get rid of the kicker. People want to get rid of the defense. So, you know, the game is constantly evolving and changing. And, you know, I, was, uh, I wasn't ready then, and I'm ready now. All right. I, I'm, glad that, I'm glad that you're on board. Uh, have you, you've had at least three drafts that I know about already. You, you, you have a few drafts under your belt. The mock drafts are gone. How do you feel right now? Uh, overall with how your year long fantasy drafts have gone coming into this. And how many is that? Is that three or is that four for you? Well, tonight's going to be four. I have uh, two more after that. So I'm in a total of uh, seven. No, four, five, six, seven. I'm in a total of seven leagues. And uh, yeah, I feel good. I feel confident. I feel like, you know, I should give out my Venmo account right now and people should just pay me. Oh, well, I'll shoot you over the $5 right now, actually, uh, that, that I owe you and the difference between our leagues. I want to I get paid up, but I don't want to have that $5 asterisk in all your posts. Yeah, well, I mean, I got to keep it consistent, Clark. I need to know who's paid, who hasn't. It's called accounting. You know, something your league, I don't even know what the hell's going on. Who's paid, who's not paid. I don't know, well, uh, you know, the payout structure. You actually, you're overpaid in my league by $5 because of the trade from right. my league to your league, There's right? A, Right, there's a draft, yes. So that's it's all like you need to worry about. That's all you need to w- worry about. That you don't have to worry about anything else with that, you know. Well, I do because I want to make sure I get my money at the end of the season. Because you know that's the number one thing. People, uh, people don't pay, and then you get shortchanged. You know, we had a guy in our league who got locked out of the draft. He, you know, he showed up with a six pack of bear in his hand, and he went to open the door, and, and the deadbolt was locked, and he wasn't getting in. And you weren't able to unlock it. There was no, no unfortunate guy in. How the hell did that happen? And that guy ended up drafting Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller. Right, right, right. Very tragic draft for him. He had a good the first two rounds, though. And uh, this, you know what? There was one guy who auto-drafted before, and he actually, I think, won or came in second place. So, uh, you know, it's not impossible. It does set you at a huge disadvantage. Well, number one, I didn't feel bad for him, okay? Um, because... But now I now I have to wonder if he's going to pay me or not. You know, that's the big question. That's why you should always get the money before the draft. Anyways, you know, because I, you know me, I've been on this league for, what, a month now, a month and a half, getting yeah, everybody yeah. together, 
going over rules, all that nine yards, voting. And uh, he's had plenty of time to try to sign in. But I guess he logged in last year with Facebook. And that was, I guess, I guess no longer an option to sign in. So he had to create a new account. Well, he didn't get to this until, you know, 20 minutes before the draft. Right. And at that point, the draft room is already open. And uh, so I finally thought it through, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't delete your team, but maybe I can add you on as a second owner. You could sign in, and we'll be fine. Yeah. So I did that. I added him as the second owner to his team, and um, I guess he was able to sign in, but he was told you can't do that while a draft is in progress. So oh, then I had shit. to reach out. Now I have I have 12 people in the draft, 11 people present. You know, he's the only one not. And uh, it's 20 minutes before the draft, so not everyone's in the draft room. People aren't paying attention to the chat. I have to try to see if it's okay if I cancel the draft that's happening, which would reset the draft order, which has already been set. Now there's there's a guy in our league who you know he's he's a, he could be a CD fella. He could be a, he could be a rough guy, and uh, he was number one overall. So everybody right. was like, you know, I put it out there. Everybody was like, uh, hey, look, this is the situation. You know, uh, really draft position is arbitrary. You didn't earn it. It's just random. So, right, right. But you know, there if we, are if we random, to, there's people that want to practice from their position in fantasy football. Yeah, but that's there's not people who want to know that. Oh, I'm a big fan. I like I let mine randomize it a half hour before the draft in, in my league. Like, I think, I think that's fair to everybody. Yeah. I think that's a standard. Yeah. But yeah. You, you know, again, I, I, I ran into a situation where a guy was wanted to draft was present, but wasn't able to do the job. So I was trying to make accommodations as a good league owner would. And uh, so I went to go reset the draft. And the option was you have to finish the draft. That's already set before you can reset it. So I would have to have everybody almost vote, you know, with their options to auto draft the entire draft, finish it, cancel it, get him logged in if that even works, and then restart the draft. But again, now there'd be a new draft position, and the guy who had number one wanted no part of it. He's like, nope, I am number one. That's it. That's final. I'm putting my foot down. And I did. I put it out there. If anybody objects, we're not going to do it. And uh, he objected, yep. so that's all right. You know, he, that's, and he has that. He, I think. I think. I think you you handled it in a very fair way there, Al. I think that's the only way you can handle it. And I I can see how somebody would come to that conclusion who had the number one pick. I didn't have it, so I'm not going to put myself in his shoes there. But this is However, not a draft you want the number one pick. Right. Right. I'm fine. Like, there's no consensus consensus number one. There's about four or five guys in that top tier running back group that you should be happy with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he, he, of course he, he took Barkley, which is no surprise there at all. Have yeah, you I, been in a I wonder, yet? No, he's gone. Number one. I, in all of them. I wonder if I would have asked him if, uh, if I would have put it to the group, like, Hey, what is your number one pick overall? And if he said Barkley, if we all committed not to draft Barkley, no matter where, well, no, that would be a huge disadvantage. Never mind. Never mind. When it worked. Right. 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 No, but I, I, appreciate you going pick, yeah, I think, so. I think, I think you're doing a fine job of, uh, of commissioning duties uh, at this time, Al guys, if you're still drafting in your leagues, uh, if you have a draft coming up or if you wanted to share a quick draft experience, uh, give us a call. Join in on the conversation. You can hit us up at uh, 
We're at 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. It's a little harder to watch the Facebook chat tonight, but I'll get to that every once in a while. So go ahead and throw things in there if you're listening live. Heck, if you're listening on podcasts, thank you for grabbing us on all your podcasts. Don't forget to go and uh, give us a review uh, on those formats. But if you're listening there, shit, shoot us a tweet. Let us know what's going on. Uh, it is Fantasy Football Week. This is the week, Al. It is, uh, I mean, it's also real footballs right around the corner as well, which we can discuss. So a lot of, some pretty big news in real football, big news in AEW. But anyway, uh, give us a call if you want to join in. Yeah, absolutely. And again, if you want to go and you do that review, make sure you you mention you prefer the show when uh, Clark's mic is half working. All right. You don't have to say You get extra points for that. You get extra points for that. Yeah. Well, big NFL news. I mean, shocking, uh, massive, uh, game-changing, Vegas odds-shifting news as uh, Mitch Trubisky has looked good in preseason. Yes, he has. That's a very good point. That's that's the news I saw. But I, I actually, I thought you were going somewhere else with that, Al. I assumed that you were talking about how Antonio Brown has lost his second grievance with the NFL over the newer helmet, uh, which uh, his, his second, uh, he, he's not, it's not going to happen. Like he has to wear an official helmet. There are going to be no, they're not going to, no exceptions to this rule. Uh, right. And, and that's where they are right now. Um, I, I ended up drafting Antonio Brown in a couple of my leagues. So I, well, in one of my leagues. Uh, and it, it, it's a bit of a stretch, but I got good value on him where I got him. Um, I'm, I think he's going to be ready to roll. I have been watching Hard Knocks a little bit, but uh, I don't think those stories were what you were discussing there, Al. Was it? Was there? Was will there not draft story? Antonio. Will not draft Antonio Brown. Uh, there's there's too much um, baggage attached to it right now. Number one. If you looked at all his statistics last year, he was not the same player. He lost a lot of his skill. It, it wasn't a situation with the quarterback. It wasn't a situation with the play calling. He was getting the targets. He, he lost something in, in the way he was playing the game. And uh, so, number one, you assume that risk. Now, he moves to a team. Where, where is he now? I, I don't even remember. He's with the Oakland Raiders. Hard knocks, my friend. You, you, you move to a team. You, you move to the Oakland Raiders, right? And I don't think he's going to get the targets he got in, in Pittsburgh. I think he actually he loses targets. So now, now you're, you're talking about a lower ceiling. And then you add in the factor, the guy's nuts. I currently have uh, Antonio Brown ranked as wide receiver 13, which is going to put him well below the average draft position, well above the average draft position. And he should be gone by the time I get there. So no, no interest you, in Antonio Brown. Let me give you some advice. Do not watch Hard Knocks before – you do any more drafts because the way that you're talking is probably the right call. I'm going to give you that. However, however, watching hard knocks, the hard knocks rub, it gets you a little fired up. It's kind of like that hometown thing, Al, you know how we mentioned that it's going to be hard for David Montgomery to be available uh, to get the right value. Well, Antonio Brown right now, it's, uh, it's, it's easy to like him because uh, I, I think I don't know. I, I'm buying into the show. It, it's like a documentary that's just taking you right where the hell they want to. Good. Fantasy leagues need people like you who uh, uh, draft emotionally and don't don't draft 
uh, based on tier and uh, average draft position and um, opportunity. Like that's great. So a lot like, a lot like how our your... third, a lot like how our third and final draft went last night in 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 my league, the league that I'm the commissioner of. Yes, your league's a mess. Your there league has very nice there. people. But should that your not league has should that very not nice benefit people. you? Should that not benefit you? Salt of salt of the earth people. Yeah, I don't know. I I prefer to play in leagues where uh, everyone's competitive. I I just think it's more uh more challenging and enjoyable. Where this, you know, you have four You're not or five a smart fan teams. Of the social aspect of talking shit to people. Well, it's not. It's like picking on. Uh, well, I don't want to say that because you get all offensive. It's like picking on. Um, a little brother, you know, it, it's just, it's not fair. You know, you're trash talking someone you're clearly superior to. Like, that's not wow. the way trash, that, that, that's negativity. You know, that, that's this not, this is an elitist that's bullying. fucking heel promo coming from you, my friend. Guys, if anybody's listening from that league and, and you're, you're offended, that's an okay feeling right there. Well, my Jesus. guess is the people, my guess is the people who listen to the show are in that 40% of good players in your league. See, so this doesn't affect forty percent are good players. How? What's the percentage of good players in your in your league? I'd say ninety percent. Ninety percent. So there's not, one don't point. Get, you're not going to. You're not going to get point, me to call out the person who isn't. Look, look, pal. I'm not. I'm not an elitist like that. I'm not an a hole. I'm not going to try to get that out of you. What I'm saying is. Um, I'm saying that the league is uh, – it's a fine league, and you have 1.3 people maybe out of the 12. About one person isn't good. All right. That's good to know. One and I think, that I, had a, I think I had a damn fine good draft in your league. Uh, pick number six in your league, Patrick Mahomes. That's a stretch. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a – it's a stretch. It's a big stretch. It's not a huge stretch. But it's a big stretch, okay? Uh, he had the opportunity to draft uh, Devontae Adams at that position. He oh had the chance God. to get Julio Jones, David Johnson. He had the chance to get Nick Chubb, uh, James Conner. All of those large, lot bigger. That's a giant stretch. That's yeah, a giant home stretch. Home. I'm with you on that. So by doing that, he disrupts the league because now you – at pick seven, are able to take Devontae Adams, which shouldn't have been available to you. Okay, so that, that's example number one. That's one team. Separate team, completely separate team. With the 13th pick in the draft, the 13th pick overall, first pick of the second round, Drew Brees comes off the board. Now, mind you, this is not a two-quarterback league. This is a one-quarterback. Standard, uh, full-point PPR? Yes. Okay. So Full that's point. ridiculous. That's that's every round has has one of these. Okay, that that's round two, uh, round three. Okay, can round we talk about okay. how McCaffrey fell to four to you to start that off? You were able to get McCaffrey in four, and like uh, yeah, I don't think I'm seeing. I that. mean, McCaffrey is a guy I've seen it happen. Um, a lot of people just don't. You know, it's the white guy curse. A lot of people they they just don't trust it. And, uh, wow. you know, the, you know, uh, there, there's a couple players like that. There's a, there's a statistical bias against white NFL players in fantasy football um, that, that you, huh. can, you can take advantage of. Uh, but 
it, it wasn't a stretch him falling. I mean, Saquon went first. Okay, that's appropriate. Kamara right. went second. That was a bit of a stretch, but only by two slots. Zeke Elliott went third. I'd, I'd put him at fourth at this point just because the holdout still is looming. Uh, and McCaffrey went fourth. So, that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't ridiculous. David Johnson, I don't know why people uh, fade on David Johnson. He should have went fifth there. Instead, uh, DeAndre Hopkins goes, which, again, fine. That's not a stretch. That's just you're taking a wide receiver priority. I, I assume that's his wide receiver one um, over, over David Johnson, who I think is one of the top five elite backs. Because in my tier, you have five. You have five running backs in the tier one, whereas in tier uh, in tier one of the wide receiver, there's eight players. So, in one of them right. tends to drop. There's one of them you can get most likely late second round. So, you know, there, there's an opportunity to come back and uh, uh, draft a, a tier one wide receiver and have a tier one uh, running back. So, you know, that, that's just the the way the game is played. And uh, I think it's a mistake to pass on a tier one running back because supply and demand, there's only five of them. You take them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also supported by average draft position. If you look at every, any average draft position, uh, those, those, those five guys, those five running backs, uh, McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Elliott, Johnson are all their average draft positions. Five. Uh, David Johnson might be six. Would I? Would you? Would you have uh, rather seen? Would Would you? Would you have in my position seventh there instead of uh, grabbing Devontae Adams? Would you have gone to David Johnson, who ended up going ninth? Yeah, I would have. I no. would have, and I understand it's a full point PPR, and uh, you know, uh, receivers probably has a little bit of a more of an advantage. And mm-hmm. uh, and Rain Supreme took took Julio Jones in between there. And he he's one of the right. guys that's on your forty percent. I'm pretty sure. Um, he is, yeah. He's a forty percenter. Yep, yep, yep. The yep, Julio yep. Jones pick. Julio Jones at uh, eight. It's not. Uh, again, it's not outrageous. The David Johnson dropping to nine is, you know, uh, license mm-hmm. to Khalil. Uh, he he's in that forty percent as well. He has a, he has a good team and he he put together a good oh, draft. He reached that uh, pick 64, round six, oh, taking Russell hard. Wilson. Um, I do like Russell Wilson. He's a, he, he's a guy who I tend to draft more than any other quarterback this year. Um, you know, his, his uh, quarterback rating, his career quarterback rating, higher than Andrew Luck. I mean, this guy, wow. this guy balls. Like, he's, he's one of those guys that just gets overlooked for whatever reason. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there might be a bias against him. Um, you have Seattle, who their defense is not what it's been. They're going to be playing from behind a lot, and uh, he's going to have to make some throws. So, oh, by the way, round six, Tom Brady goes. Totally, these are different teams than the teams I've called out in the past. So now we're at four teams that have drafted a quarterback by round. Oh, I'm sorry. Round six, you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight quarterbacks off the board. Including Mitch Trubisky, Drew Brees, <laughs> Tom Brady, and Rus- uh, Russell Wilson's probably appropriate Larger. at six. You know, this is the league where there's the guy, there's the guy that drafts the Bears. Like he drafts the Bears. That's why Mitchell Trubisky went as his number one QB in round five. Right. 
that's that's the league that you're in. You're not going to get any bears in my league. Like it, it's by the way, by good. round by round eight, the uh, first kicker came off the board, I believe. Yeah, that's unreal. I made the uh, I made the pickup in that league uh, in, there in the fifth round. I grabbed a uh, I went quarterback as well. I grabbed Aaron Rodgers with the seventh pick in the fifth mm-hmm. round. A little bit of a stretch. Uh, my well, my numbers said it wasn't too bad. Uh, I probably would have waited. I, I I would have more liked to grab him maybe six or seven. So what I do is um, once I have my tiers set, what I do is I, I do a bunch of mock drafts. And I, I, I chart where the last player in that tier is being taken. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm comfortable with the first four tiers. There's, I have six tiers of quarterbacks. The first four tiers of quarterbacks, I'm comfortable with any one of them. Now, in those four tiers, there's a total of 12 players. So in a 12-person draft, I could, I could take the last quarterback. Because you've got to remember, at this point in football, in fantasy football, the quarterback position is about as strong as the kicker position. It's, not, it's, a, it's a step above uh, kicker and defense. Kicker is the worst, yeah. meaningless position. Defense is second. Quarterback is third, and uh, okay. so I'm I'm more than comfortable waiting on a, on a kicker. Uh, as were a couple people in your league, uh, mo- most over drafted. And the problem with your league is is because it's it's a lot of. Um, I love that you have a problem playing in a league with a bunch of inferior players. No, no, no. I'm just telling you what the effect of unskilled player has, has on the board. I had mm-hmm. to draft a quarterback sooner than I would com- more be, be more comfortable with. I, I can go to the 13th round based on my stats and get a quarterback I want. But because I'm playing, which is actually where I drafted in your league, so it was perfect. Um, but when you're playing with a group of unskilled players, skilled players are only going to draft one quarterback because they understand the, the boom and bust aspect of those late round draft picks hold more valuable than keeping a roster spot open for a quarterback. Now you yourself uh, employ the same strategy. So I'm not stretching here. I believe all, all of your drafts this week, you had one quarterback, yes. um, but when you're, when you're playing unskilled players, they're go, they're looking to fill that roster. So they don't have to do any work in the offseason. You know, they, they just have to pick up pieces here and there. They back up all their players. So they mm-hmm. start getting those second quarterbacks. So now unless mm-hmm. I grab my quarterback, I'm going to lose out and I'm going to be stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo as my quarterback. So I had to, I had to act there where if I was in a skilled league, I, I could have probably went to around 15 or 16 there. Even my last pick could have been quarterback. Um, if I felt confident enough that uh, nobody else was going to get a backup quarterback. So, or somebody drafted outside of my top 12, which happened plenty, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Drew Brees, not in my top 12 quarterbacks. Brady, not in my top 12 quarterbacks. So, Trubitsky, not in my top 12 quarterbacks. So, right. I'm, not, uh, cool. I'm not too concerned there. Um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that's just an example of how playing with unskilled players, uh, you need to make adjustments as a skilled player. You Man. need to see the field and understand you what's happening. You are really becoming versatile uh, at this because – because of leagues such as this, like you are getting good at how to draft against this. Your defense is amazing. So I'm really happy with where you're coming along as a, as a fantasy football player and you're welcome 
for having you in a league such as this that really stretches y- your comfort zone. So no need no need to thank me, Al. I already got that. I already got. Started my class. I'd like to thank Clark. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I know you wanted updates. Here, here's my first. Uh, here's my uh, first sentence. Watashi wa Aldes. My oh, name is Al. That's pretty good. That's pretty Watashi good. Watashi wa Aldes. With a long was that? With a uh, Six weeks. Okay. And can my you teachers. Repeat, uh, can you yeah. repeat that again? How do you say my name is Al? Watashiwa Aldes with a bow. Watashiwa Aldes. Clark. Clark's son. With a bow. Watashiwa Clark Des. Clark Des. Des. It's D E S U, but it's pronounced Des, like destiny. Des. Like desk Des. without the K. Des. Sure. Yeah, that works. Okay, too. that's pretty good, man. That's yeah, you're yeah, doing yeah. well. Um, do you think you'll remember that the next time you go in? Yeah, yeah, that one I got down. It's the uh, thousand other words I, I can't quite get. You should keep saying it, though. You should keep yeah, saying I, it. Yeah, I do. do I you? talk to Good. customers in Japanese now. What did you say? What was your name again? Watashiwa Aldes. That's good, man. And now when customers come up, that's what you say. And they wonder, Hi. what the hell is wrong with this guy? Hi. And I learned high does mean yes. Like, and People because are going to you're Japanese, offensive until you're like, no, man, I, I'm taking classes. Like, I'm in. Because of the Japanese culture, very interesting, they don't have a lot of words for no. They don't say no. It's an agreeable uh-huh. culture. I think you should maybe cha- you should train your kids in, uh, you know, some Japanese traditions, and then you don't have to worry about mine and, uh, you know, all the uh, – the American problems. Aren't there times that you want your children to say no? No. Like, uh, uh, here, I'll give you an example that happened to me. I was in the park. My child's two, and there was a man coming through there handing out peppermint candies. I didn't think these things really happened. I thought this is what people warned you about and what happened in movies and shit. But it really happened. There was a man handing out peppermint candies, and I was assessing the situation, and I decided... I'm going to take that from him, but I also want my daughter to be able to say to him, no, thank you. No. No, she should just giggle and run away with her hand covering her mouth. (laughs) They teach that in all the self-defense classes around here and all the being aware. Kambanwa. Oh, wait. Kambanwa uh, Watashiwa Aldes. Good evening. Ooh, my that? name is Al. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Larcher. I like it. 760-454-8834. Shall we? number to call where you can get in on this excitement. Did you, did you want to move in the... Sunday was a really good day to draft based on the fact that uh, uh, that a lot of news happened Saturday night in the NFL. Lamar Miller 
goes down to injury, what, uh, it was yeah. an ACL or something, like he's done for the year. That changes things up a bit in your draft come the next day. And uh, and there was a quarterback. Uh, who was that? It was an AFC team. Uh, he he retired. Um, was it Cleveland? Did Vinny Testaverde retire? No, but did you see a, a Testaverde is uh, entering? He's he's going into wait rehab or the Hall of Fame. No, Testaverde is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. To do to do what with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? To play quarterback. Uh, don't you keep up on the news? Shut the fuck up. No. I'm, uh, why would I? I'm the host of this show. No way That's am I uh, shutting up. You know, that is very far-fetched, but the news that came across the other night, uh, that – Seemed far-fetched. I thought it was a fake account when I first saw it. I know you were working, so it probably didn't hit you as random. Maybe it didn't hit you as random, but the news about that quarterback retiring. Oh, well, let me finish about Vinny Testaverde since you're blowing that off. Is this real? Yeah. Meanwhile, here's an article from the uh, Orlando Sentinel. What Uh, year? uh, This year, right now. Meanwhile, the Bucks' backup quarters uh, situation remains dicey. Vincent Testaverde Jr. was ma- was watching the telecast Friday at a friend's house at the Bucks hosted the Browns when backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert went down with a dislocated shoulder. Pretty soon, the telephone rang, and it was from his famous father, Vinny, the Bucks' number one overall pick in 1987. I had a feeling I might get another call, so I was somewhere expecting it already, Testaverde Jr. said. It still feels like a special because when it finally happened, it's like, wow, okay, here we go again. Vinny Testaverde was then uh, signed to uh, the Buccaneers. He's not expected wow. to play Thursdays. He's very nervous. It's a short week for him, but he's ready to go. So Vinny Testaverde back in the NFL. All is right in this world. Uh, thanks be to football. That's absolutely fantastic. And if I recall, is that legacy? Did, didn't Vinny Testaverde uh, Sr. play for them for at least yes. one of his Like stops? I said, he was, drafted, he was drafted in 1987 by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No, but Junior wasn't. All right. Wow. I don't know where that Junior was. Unbelievable. Oh. I don't know how I missed that. Man, when kids of players that you knew start playing in leagues, you know. Yeah, but I remember. Point. I remember Vinny Testaverde in uh, in Tecmo Bowl one. So it's it's not like he was playing in when I was in. I think he might have still been playing when I was in high school, but he was the his old guy. I think on the was, His last season was 2007 with the Carolina Panthers. I wow. think they brought him back after injury. I think. With DeLome out for injury uh, due to an elbow injury in week three, the Panthers signed Testaverde on October 10th of 2007. He uh, he went on to play. Uh, he, he played in seven games for the Carolina Panthers that year. Threw five touchdowns, my friend. That's uh, That's impressive. So you were an adult when uh, he was playing. I was. I was. That's fair. So 
well, he was drafted in 87, so I would have right. been in 87, 97, 07. So he played 20 years with maybe, yeah. as you're saying, maybe a, a break in there somewhere. Uh, no. Uh, he, he he had that short break before he was signed October 10th, but he played in every in every season for that whole time. Well, you know what? Let me give a hand to the man who, who sticks with his NFL career. See, that's a guy who's a generational player who understands the privilege of playing in the NFL. 20 years, my God. And I bet you he didn't even make a percentage of the money Mr. Andrew Luck of the Indianapolis Colts stole from his team. Now, he didn't steal it. He put his body in the line, you know, blah, blah, blah. He, you know, he, he did things for that team. <laughs> he was an impressive like player. It's the things that you feel like you have to say right now. Well, I am. I mean, but they're true. I, I I get and respect that he put his body on his line. You know, I've always, always thought these people, these, these, number these one, people. somebody nails it. This is a very millennial thing. This is, this is, I think we're going to see a lot more of this in the NFL and in sports in the future. I think, I think this new generation thinks of the game differently. They, um, they don't understand what working is, you know, uh, prior to like, Mid '80s, NFL players didn't make any money. I mean, they they scrapped, they fought, they played through injury, and there was always that mentality. And I grew up with that mentality, as I'm sure you did. Where you know, if you're hurt, you play. Like you, you just do it. Now, I, I agree, it's smarter, and uh, I'm happy they're taking precautions as far as uh, uh, CT use and uh, the issues with the helmets and uh, Antonio Brown and whatnot. All wonderful stuff. But at the end of the day. The NFL is a blue-collar sport, and I, I respect the man's decision, and I can't understand what pain he is in, you know, because pain is one of those things where, you know, somebody says they're in pain, and, and you just kind of write it off, and you don't know how bad it is. Um, I've, had, I've had problems with my teeth. I've had, I've had toothaches where I was yep. like, you know what, if I, you know, I'll blow my head off if this has to go three, four more days. I can't stand this. I am taking so many, uh, I'm taking a dangerous amount of painkillers. I'm, I'm uh, gargling uh, Oragel, which is very dangerous. And I'm doing whatever it takes to, to get through this pain, to manage the pain until I could get to a doctor. But the thing is, I can't afford a doctor because I'm not making millions of dollars. And while I'm going through all this pain, I still have to go to work. And the game is based the NFL, it, it has a very diverse fan base, from, from the elite to the blue-collar guys. But the blue-collar guys, they put a lot of investment in this game. They put a lot into their team. They, they, the, the teams, the players owe the fans nothing. But at the end of the day, the fans do a shit ton for these players and these teams. And um, they believe in them, and they believe those guys are going on the field and representing them. And, you know, I think about a construction worker who goes out there and he works a jackhammer every day. He goes out there, and at the end of the day, he gets a gold wash. He says, thank you very much, and is replaced by a machine. Hot times, I'm telling you. All right, enough Dusty Rhodes. But I, I, think of that, I think of that jackhammer worker out there working every day who, who the machine messes up his shoulder, and he has to get, uh, he has to get shoulder surgery. And while he's getting shoulder surgery, he can't work. He's not getting paid. His bills are piling up. His hospital bills are becoming overwhelming. And the second he could get back to work, he goes back to work. And he's going back to work in pain with the risk of re-injuring it. Why? Because he has to. He has to do that. And that's who NFL players, they, they represent on that field. And, and, and to step away, again, I, I, can't, I don't know what he's going through. 
And uh, I, I don't know what his thoughts are. I don't know what the situation is. And there might be a lot more to this story. Uh, but I have a right to judge him. I have a right to be upset. You know, these analysts, the, these football professionals, these ex-players are saying, you know, fans booing him is wrong and blah, blah, blah. And you can't criticize him. He's his own man. He's doing what's right for his family. Sure he is. And I understand that. And I respect it. But God damn, don't tell me I can't be upset about it. Clark, are you still there? Hello. I was wondering why I wasn't getting interrupted through that whole thing. Now now I know why. Is the show still on? I don't even see the show anymore. <sighs> Hello, Clark Lawrenson. So anyways, Andrew Luck. You know, I'm glad he made a decision that was right for him. I'm glad that he's a multimillionaire and uh, his life at 29 years old is set and uh, he, he can live the, the, a dream life and do what he needs to do and uh, go on happily ever after. I just think the timing was terrible. You know, the timing right before a game, it just just a bad, uh, a bad look overall. And I, I wish uh, I wish him the best like on his future endeavors. Yeah, I get it. You're back. I see. What's up? I do agree with you there. Uh, I was talking to the Facebook listeners right there because I had the Facebook live feed, uh, and and I didn't say anything bad about you the entire time. Uh, you were still kicking over on the blog talk feed. How's it going? It's good. It, it's, uh, uh, did you hear what I said? Or, uh, like, what, didn't what, hear where are we thing. at? I didn't hear Are you serious? I think maybe somebody jumped on the internet here. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, I don't know if I have the energy to go through it again, Clark. It's it very emotional. Well, I'm I'm not asking you to, to go back into it. I, I do know that you were saying, uh, you were talking about how you play through pain from where you come from. I heard most of that. I heard I heard a lot of what you had to say there. I, I wasn't sure if you were still finishing that up or if, we, if you had gone. Yeah, I went on like another out. 10 minutes, Clark. Jesus. Well, great job, the last Al. time we... This is the last time we do a split show. Ever. I We'll talk. That sounds good. That does sound good. Join in. Give us a call. 760-454-8834. Al, that draft tonight starts at 9 p.m. We're, uh, we're just over an hour away from that half-point PPR league, my friend. Uh, I don't blame Andrew Luck. Um that fan, that construction worker guy who might have been in the stadium uh, drinking a bit that night. Who cares? May, may who cares have booed, what he's doing? May have what booed he's if he walked off the field. But I'm not going to – I'm guessing that that guy, by the, by the next day, anybody who was booing there, I'm guessing by the next day they got home and they're thinking, look, it, it, and maybe I, I even give it that some of the people booing weren't booing uh, Andrew Locke, they were booing the Colts because they're not happy with how any of this has been handled. The local no, fan there is really upset that they don't know shit that they've been lied to about Andrew Locke for quite some time. And of course, they were hoping the anointed one. They wanted to have it like the Packers have it. You have one great quarterback, then you just draft another one, and here you go. And he's going to lead you to the Super Bowl again. They had it. They had it with Peyton Manning. And now they've gone over to Andrew Luck. So I see where that local fan can get upset. 
And what I was saying is they have every right to be upset, and they have a right to be upset about Andrew Luck. And these professionals who are telling us they don't are wrong. I, I, I see your point on that, but I also I think that when it comes down to it, like those same guys who are booing are going to clap for Andrew Luck if he's back there for a day again, sometime in the future. I really believe that. Like, I don't think that there are many people who are like, fuck that guy. Don't take care of yourself and your family. Fuck you, The way buddy. he did it was inappropriate. The, he, uh, didn't he didn't do it. What do you mean he didn't do it? What do you mean he didn't do it? It broke during halftime of the game. He was planning because on having he handled a press it poorly. The next day. Because he, he handled it poorly. No, he didn't handle it, it poorly. And the he should have done it. The team he should have done it. The team leaked it out in the middle of a game, gave it to Schefter. He reported on it. That's what happened there. And then after the game, he had okay. to do the press the conference then. Process, he was planning on doing it the next day at like 3 p.m., Larcher. The whole process was him retiring, okay? I don't care how the team leaked it, how the team handled it. It was him going into Ursay's office and saying he's retired. That's what was handled wrong. This should have been done Wait, months he, ago. He, it should, he been, shouldn't have gone and told him that he's done? If he's done and he doesn't have anything to give him, what else, what else is he supposed to do? He should have, months ago, before the draft, went into that office and said, you know what, I'm in a lot of pain. I want to play for you guys. I want to give it a try. I want to go on the field and see how I feel. But if I can't get out of pain, I can't play for you. And they, at that point, they could have said, well, do you, you think would rather you can? have him do that? Then fight. Then you would rather have him than a fighter who's fighting through all of the pain, all of the mental. A lot of what he said was mental during his press conference, too. It wasn't, it wasn't all physical. It, it's the combination of, of constant rehab going back into this. Yeah, then he's mentally he weak. He said yes. that over and over. Like, he said that. If, it, if, it, I, if it's I a want mental issue, he's going to give it all and continue to give it and continue to give it until he has another setback. He obviously just had another fucking setback. Like, he was all in. Like, well, then you inform the team ahead that of time plus, before the draft. Plus, you tell them, hey, if I have another setback, I don't think I could take this anymore. Plan accordingly. I'm going to give it my I, all. Everything that I have seen has said that that is how the interaction between him and the team was going. When? Every, when? What I have read is that is how that was, and the team chose to lie to the fucking fans. When that were they I told, Clark? When huh? were they told? They when were, were they told the conversation? He and the ownership, he and Frank Reich, when like they were did in the constant conversation, conversation like, look, start? this is getting to me. This is getting to me. This is too long. Months, years. I, I read that he first said it back with his injury two years ago was when he was first contemplating so it with ownership. Crying, he's been crying about retiring for two years now and then decides to do it uh, two weeks before a season. Inappropriate. The team, Inappropriate. The team has known that this is a possibility. And they chose to keep it close to their cuff, which, I mean, that's just... Um, because they weren't giving a straight answer. We're, we're starting to talk about HIPAA violations at that point. Like, I mean, what, you, you exactly. can't just, They can't talk about you're it. Saying, you're saying they're keeping it close to the, the vest, and absolutely HIPAA. They can't. And if he's not giving them a direct answer, what are they supposed to do? Say, hey, don't buy tickets this year because he may or may not play. No. I think, I think that your blame you is... He's gonna play He's a professional. You're assuming, you're assuming that the team was honest with the fans, and you're putting all the blame on him when, when it's yes. this is on the team. 
It's not on, on the team. The team may have some responsibility with it. Yes. You're but telling it, me that they had him. no clue that there was a possibility that he was going to retire? You're so full yes, of shit, again. Arthur. You again. know that he was yes. having those conversations with him the whole way through. The whole way through. This might end up being too much. And they, their, their people are talking with him. Come on. You're, you're incorrect. Right, but you've made, you've made like, my point you, with the HIPAA violation. Again, I don't think you're looking at this. I don't think you're looking at this in in the correct manner. That's it. I I just I don't. Are you done? Because I'm going over to the Facebook group to be able to talk, to be able to uh, to type my thoughts there. Because you keep yelling. What's wrong? You made my point, Clark. The team may have known, but if it's been two years where he's been wishy-washy on the subject, they can't go out and say that because they don't know one way or the other. And then the other point you made is it would be a HIPAA violation if they said, hey, he's in all this pain. We're concerned. They can't say it. So it's on him to say, hey, I'm very seriously considering retiring. Not, I'm thinking about it. Not, uh, it might happen. It might not happen. I think it's a respect thing for him too. I I, I don't think the team would, would report those things. And they obviously have the respect for him. They're giving him, they're giving him his signing bonus and all of this. It was obviously handled so correctly by all parties. It was on, it, it was handled. They their fault wasn't in their player. I think they backed their player uh, personally on that level. I think that they chose to not to not let the fans in the know. It's not. Their job to let the fans know it's his job. It's his it's body. Not like it's his retired. Career. It's not like the team hasn't known that it's a possibility. They have Brissett there. They have a whole. They have their, their the best offensive line they've had in a long time. They finally put a team together that can protect Andrew Luck and stuff. They finally have done that. Give them once again. It's them, not their job to say. Yeah. Well, they it, can't say. It's not like Andrew Luck retired at halftime of a real game. That's all I'm saying. It's not like yeah, he retired. Week, and it's not like – it, you know, So you're telling me that, that you don't think that it's possible for a guy to get to a point – Another fucking Hello. injury setback hits him, and that doesn't just cripple him. Like, is that what you think? Like, he hasn't – like, that now that we have another injury – I'm saying that he hit another – setback and this was the final blow that said all right that's it he he can't do this anymore well then it comes down to the Derek Rose question can he play and he's choosing not to because he doesn't want to go through the pain and mental frustration or can he physically not play because if he can go through the pain and frustration he's choosing not to and he, he should have probably went through the season and then made that decision or you know what he should have faked an injury one of the two I I think we've got to look at these people as, as human beings and all human beings err we are. and all human beings will strive to be their best until they get the final blow when they can't. And I, I mean, that's where he is. I, I, but you still I have a right no to blame. criticize him. You still have a right to be mad at him because we're all human whatever beings. Whatever you want to do. We whatever count makes you That's cool. Yeah. Whatever you got, whatever you need. That's understandable. The man was in the wrong. I'm telling you, he was in the wrong. And I disagree, but that's fine. However, however you want to look at it, I'm. I'm it's official. Fine with- I, 
I am making this announcement. I am retiring from year-long fantasy football. I will not be paying my league dues. I'm completely done. I'm pulling out. Al, I'm in that's too a much bit... emotional pain. I'm in too much emotional pain to be uh, going through rosters and setting things every week. I can't do it. I'm sorry. That seems a bit drastic for fantasy football, but if if that's well, where you are, I respect that. I understand. No problem. You know, I I, I deal with uh, I deal with depression. I deal with uh, uh, stress. And uh, it's just too much. I, I can't do it. I can't play fantasy football any longer. And I understand. So all the leagues I'm in, you will not be getting any money from me. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm done. Well, I would hope that all league owners would understand that. I do as well. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and cover that in our league. And, uh, yeah, it's no problem. And you should have I'll told fight. the other people. You should have told the other people in the league that I might quit. You really should have, Clark. Um, you had not. You had not. We hadn't had that conversation for months. Oh, I, I, I've, I've told you how frustrated I am with this game and, and how many hours it takes. You should have known. But you haven't. You haven't mentioned to me that you are considering leaving. You, you never did. How do they know? And that's how fine. do they know? I did. I how did many know? times. You just weren't listening. It was like uh, doing a podcast. You, know, you didn't hear it. You, you it went over. You, you missed it. And the, the the feed went out. I don't know what the case may be, but uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it's, it's hectic. It's too much. You good? Huh? You good? Oh, I'm good. I am. Uh, I am yeah. retiring now, and uh, living La Vida Loca. All right. Uh, you should probably text uh, text the commissioner of the league that drafts at nine o'clock. He might still have somebody in his back pocket. No, 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 no. I, uh, I, I'll, uh, you know, I'll let them get surprised halfway during the draft. Uh, if you could break the news probably halfway through the draft, that would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that he'll he'll understand too. So that's fine. Yeah, but, but halfway through, please. Yeah. I, I mean, I I would have that conversation as soon as you came to that realization. If I were you, but. If you wanted to hold off, then that's on you. That's fine. You can you can hold off on that for a while. If you'd like. I would like. Yeah. So anyways, Andrew Luck no longer with us. Nope. He's uh he decided that uh that he's done. And I think that all out in a couple of weeks just made a big change. You were not happy. I was not happy when I first found out about all out and the how the uh the match changed. The what changed? Pretty big match over it all out. Uh, it's this wrestling event that we're going to see over at the Sears Center here in uh, in about a week, just just under like five days. Is that yeah, where we're, we're going? Yeah, we're ready to go. It is yeah. time. All Out is here. It is upon us. Uh, it has spoken. Another disappointing injury. As uh, speaking of uh, injuries, this idiot John Moxley uh, screwed up his elbow. He's out. He will not be playing with us. Uh, instead, we got uh, we got Xbox, yep. 
Uh, yeah, X Pac got Kenny Omega. Yep, X Pac was in uh was in uh DX, right? Right. No, 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 no. This is this is the guy who not the guy who eats bananas. That's uh, Aries. This is the okay. guy who was uh, uh, he was the little troll guy in NXT. Uh, Neville. I believe, I believe Aaron it was Neville. Neville. Yep. Uh, one of the famous Neville brothers. Mm-hmm. So, when when I first caught the news about Moxley not being there, I was. I was pretty pissed. Uh, which is surprising because I'm not a big Dean Ambrose guy. I never was. But I was pretty pissed when I first caught wind of it. And uh, then it's like, oh, well, he's legit injured and he can't be there but uh neville will do that dude uh that dude's pretty pretty damn athletic and i feel like he and omega can really uh showcase in their match yeah it's uh one of the one of the kenny omega has not had a uh a defining match a match that you go okay this is the kenny Omega i've heard everything about since really Okada and New Japan, um, his stuff with Jericho was good. It, it was entertaining. It was stuff to tune in for. Um, it was must-see wrestling. But it wasn't him going – it was him going with a guy who's almost 50, whose body is worn out, uh, who's changed his style to be more of a hardcore wrestler. It was, it was, it's not by any means a dream match or uh, this amazing deal. So – at least, and Dean Ambrose is going to be the kind of the same way. Dean Ambrose at least is in his prime, but he fights his hardcore style. He's not, I don't know. He does that stupid shoulder swag thing, which I absolutely hate. Um, he throws, as Andrew would point out, he throws some terrible punches. And uh, uh-huh. Kenny, Kenny Omega would have made him look good. And I think they would have went a very hardcore match. And uh, it would have been interesting to see the finish and how they, they worked it and uh, really define where Kenny is in that federation and uh, where John Moxley sits. But instead now we got Pox with no story behind it, um, but we're going to get a better wrestling match. So I'm excited. What is the shoulder thing that, that you talk about? What does he do with that? I know you've mentioned it a couple times, and I think I kind of know, but does he, he, walks, he, he walks like Popeye, weird, right? He yeah. walks like Popeye. Like his arms okay. are, his arms and shoulders are just swinging. He does this weird thing. It's it's freaking annoying. I don't know. It's stupid. Is I'm that not what? Into he, it. So. Okay. Is that what he um? Is he modeling himself after Popeye? Like, is that what he's going for? He's like, I'm gonna go for that. I'm gonna walk like fucking Popeye. I don't know. That's kind of what I see. Yeah, I think he's trying to walk like uh, Popeye. He's, he's walking like a cartoon character, and I don't want to see a wrestler walking like a cartoon character. It's it's very similar to the Vince McMahon walk. I mean, it, it's almost uh, it's a little more animated than Vince McMahon's already awfully animated walk. Do you want to see Vince Ma- McMahon's walk? It's Vince McMahon is different. It's a swagger. He's in a suit. Like it, it's it's cartoony, but it's it's he's playing this cartoonish villain. Where Moxley's, you know, he's playing this hardcore guy, some guy in the shield, and he's doing this stupid walk, and then he starts shrugging his shoulders. He starts shrugging his shoulders and, like, working his neck. 
Like it's just it's annoying. Yeah. I don't. I, I I'm trying to place why I don't like John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, because I've never been a big fan of his. I don't you believe think you that's have part either. Of it. And I know Andrew has. And yeah, I'm trying to figure out what it is about him I don't like. And these are one of the many grievances I have. My biggest issue with him was the uh, the jeans. Wearing the, the jeans that weren't really jeans to wrestle Blue in. Jeans, baby. And then, Renee and then the, uh, the the bouncing off the second rope, which doesn't propel you to do anything. You're just trying to look different, trying to look yeah, cool, I, and it it, I think it didn't he makes, make any sense. I think he makes a lot of those moves where he, he tries to look cool, or he tries he's trying to do something different, and uh, it's just not working. By the way, my other grievance with him is his his birthday is December seventh. He had his birthday party on August twelfth. I got this no, on good sources. I saw no, Instagram pictures. No, so, he did not. There's plenty of things just, to be pissed at him for. Just wait. Your fiftieth birthday is going to be on June ninth. That's when you're having your fiftieth birthday party. Right. Absolutely. You know, you probably could have still had your birthday party, just gone and done it. I would have come to it because I wouldn't have known about mine. Yeah, Maybe. but now, like you know what? That's totally a Saved by the Bell '80s scenario. Uh, you know, a Full House, a Cosby Show uh, plot. And I, I, there's enough reboots in the world right now, and I just didn't want to have another reboot because everyone, yeah. people would have to decide which one they're going to. One of us would be sitting there all alone in their backyard while everyone else was at the other party, and then that person would be angry, and then they'd realize, well, I could just go be with all my friends and go to that other party, and uh, there would be a happy ending, and they, everyone would celebrate them together, and uh, the show would end. And uh, Mr. Mr. Belding or Mr. Feely or, uh, or Mr. Cosby would have uh, some nice quip that ties it all together, and life would go on. Wow. That's pretty good, Al. Yeah, that was, yeah, I grew up in yeah. the 80s. Yeah, you, you nailed it. You knocked it out of the park. Uh, for All Out, I, I am, I'm still excited to see the uh, the first ever AEW World Champion. Yeah, that's um, exciting. I'm still, I'm still on the Jericho thing. I, I'm pretty sure that he wins it. Uh, I, I think that he beats Hangman Page. Isn't that who you are, – are you still on that bandwagon? Like, you'd still put him as yeah. your first champion? I've been there since day one, as you recall. And, uh, yes, I'm still there. It's funny because when I was, when I first was announced that was the main event, I was one of the few people who were saying Jericho. A lot of people were saying, no, no, you got to go with a young guy. You got to have a new face to the company. And I'm like, no, you have to have Jericho going into a TV deal. And uh, now it, the fans are really turning on Hangman Page. And uh, I've I said a lot on AEW. Why are they turning on him already? I, I just don't think we have a definition of who he is. Um, in the few pay-per-views they've had between this show and him being named number one contender, they really haven't showcased him much. They haven't shown us why he deserves to be champion. And, uh, you know, he has the talent in the ring to do it, so I'm not blaming him as much. Um, his promos still need work. They're not bad, but he still needs work. Um where Jericho, yeah. I mean, Jericho's a star. Jericho's the guy. And he looks, and I don't mean size-wise, he looks very small compared to Jericho as far as star quality. And I think people are starting to realize that, and they're going, wait a minute, who the hell is Hangman Page, and why do I care? Um, you know, 
if this was Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page, if this was then it then it was it's two guys who are new. They're putting a new face on the company, and uh, it makes a lot of it, it makes more sense to me that that would be the booking. Um, yeah, but that's not the route they went. They went with Jericho, and uh, I think when you have Jericho against a guy who most people have never heard of, it just makes that guy who nobody's heard of look bad. Now they have to have a hell of a match. They have to. They have to. Adam, the Hangman Adam Page has to go out there and show why he belongs in that match, even if he loses. I mean, it has to be. This kid goes all out. He comes so close, and you believe he's going to win. You believe he's going to win. That Jericho does something heelish. Maybe somebody joins the Jericho f- uh, faction. Maybe it's ex WWE guys. Maybe it's CM Punk. You know, I don't know. I, everyone says he's not going to be there. I, I tend to – I've resigned to the fact he's not going to be there. Uh, I, I completely accept that premise. Um, but let's say CM Punk causes Hangman Page the title. Well, now we're right. talking. Now now Hangman Page, who should have won that match, is somebody. He's going to get a rub from CM Punk. He's going to get a rub from Jericho. And Jericho is going to be the star. Hangman Page can maybe try to go after Jericho, but maybe CM Punk, you know, starts going against him. And it might not be uh, uh, CM Punk. It might be, you know, Sean Spears ends up. Or maybe Cody turns heel and joins Jericho. Or, you know, but something, I feel like something really has to happen to make me excited going into that first television show. Now, the show in of itself is exciting. You know, it's going to win the ratings that night. No doubt it's going to beat NXT because everyone's going to be curious. Whether it maintains right. that or not is going to be whether there's interesting stories coming out of it. And uh, I, I feel like this pay-per-view has to set some things up. This has to be – it's the first pay-per-view. It has to be the beginning. It's the first chapter. Let's turn the page, as Bob Seger once sang. Still saying. It's, Still it's the pay-per-view that's going to set up the, the new TV show. I mean, it, it straight up is. Al, I, I'm a little bit with you on that. that that's pretty much – what I, I I like what you're saying there, and and I can I can see it happening just like that. Um, yeah, Jericho's the champion going into going into the week. Uh, CM Punk would blow the roof off the place, as as you mentioned. It would uh, the ratings for week one of the show would be outrageous if that happened. Uh, but as you said, I think either way, week one. I like what you're saying. AEW will win week one. But week two, NXT may end up with a few more viewers uh, on the ratings. And, of course, with DVR and everything, I don't know exactly how they're counting all of it. Do you know, like, does DVR count to the ratings if they watched it within a certain amount of time? My understanding is same-day DVRs count. So as long as it's not midnight, which this is a show, like, if it was on earlier in the day, you might have a chance to watch two at once. But, I mean, the the show started at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern. So... You would finish them up right at midnight. So I guess same day, or is it? Or is it within twenty four hours? Yeah, I I don't know the answer to that. It might be twelve hours. I I think it's referred to as same day viewership. So it may it, you may be right on that midnight thing, which uh, maybe I yeah. don't know. I don't know. That's a good we'll question. See. It might be three a.m. Yeah. is the cutoff. Okay. Yeah, and I, I don't know exactly for that, but uh, the ratings will be fun to watch them go back and forth. Um, it, it's just it, – is NXT, now that they're going to be on live on USA, going up straight up against them, 
are they automatically with that TV deal? Are they now a legit brand of their own? Are they no longer the yeah. the minor leagues, or are they both? Yes. Are they both? Are they both the minor league, but they're they're the best in their at their level? Are they both the minor leagues and they're also a main their own brand? Like, is it both? It is both. It's it's a deal where. Triple H, from the beginning of setting up NXT, says he wanted to create a standalone brand, and uh, he, he, he has succeeded. This is now a standalone brand. It's its own thing. So I think it's going to be a, a place where if WWE signs a guy like Matt Riddle or if they sign um, you know, the hot indie talent, they're going to go to NXT, and they're going to start there. You know, maybe you don't have as many of the training performance guys coming up right away, but you're still going to – maybe the jobbers, the young the young lions, so to speak, how NXT would – or how New Japan would do it. The young lions, the, the guys early in their training in the WWE Performance Center, they might be the jobbers. And then the more – and you watch them mature. And, you know, they go from jobbers to lower card to mid card to, the, to there, and then they may move to uh, – you know, the next brand to Raw, SmackDown, UK, whatever the case may be. But if they're a guy who is established but not, a, but needs a little refining, like a Matt Riddle, they're going to put him at the top tier of NXT, groom him so he'll be ready to move to one of the other brands. Now, if it's a star like AJ Styles, who's at the end of his career, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, um, they may put them in NXT shortly, or they may just bring them right to a main roster. I think that's how it's going to work. So it'll still be sort of a feeder system, but I, I think it's going to be more defined by uh, the best talent that's in the feeder system. And I think they're going to move guys like uh, Sami Zayn down, or you know, uh, or maybe they go in for a couple months. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, the guys who just don't really have another place. Uh, I think the 24-7 belt has kind of created that. I, I'm still catching clips and clips. Uh, your your guy, R-Truth, lost it again just a couple days ago. Uh, I said um, it was a sports commentator. Yeah, he was over there with Fox Sports College, uh, the college football team, and the, and the commentator. He took it took it from him after after he uh, R-Truth fell down. Did you watch that? Uh, I, I I read about it. I don't think I actually watched the it. The sports commentator uh, took it. He held it for roughly 30 seconds before Elias came in and rolled him up and took it. Uh, but from what I understand, our truth has it back. Just just uh, if you're trying to keep track of 24-7 there, Al. There that is. Thanks for the spoilers, Clark. Yeah. I think 24-7 yeah. can be spoiled at any time. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with it. Twenty four seven. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know what, you know what all this means though. At the end of the day, this means you and I can become the twenty four seven champion. We just got to book one of the champions on the show. Yeah, and make yeah, absolutely. And don't have anybody watching our door. Like, just let whoever come in that wants to come in. Pr- probably bring a sanctioned referee with them. Do they just carry a referee shirt with them at all times, and they're able to throw it on to anybody? I think so. You know what I mean. So they, so they film it, so they can film it anywhere. 
Or is there an actual WWE referee that will travel with our truth to these shows? Um, I think that a referee is assigned to the title um, most hours. And they're given a uh, pager, and they're always on call, or a cell phone more realistically. And they're always on call, and they could be brought in at any time. You know, if they're in the same hotel room, you know, they have to be booked in the same hotel room. Uh, that kind of deal. If they still had a pager, the issue would be would that they they wouldn't be able to find a payphone to call them back on. Like if somebody paged them, there there really aren't payphones around to go call them back on. Right. I suppose I suppose you could loan them a phone. Yeah, I guess you could you could use the um, your cell phone. But you're right. If if it's if you're using the technology of pager, you probably want to do it right and use a payphone. So. Like Superman. So somebody asked earlier on Facebook, Al, they, they wanted to know, and, and I know I'm jumping back around, but this is back to fantasy. That's kind of also what tonight is about. Shoot, I don't know how much longer you want to roll. I'm going to have to you know, take a restroom break before that 9 o'clock draft tonight, so we can discuss. Yeah, we should probably, we should probably wrap up, but go ahead with okay. what you were saying. Well, uh, somebody asked about David Montgomery and, and how early can you draft him. Well, in, in some leagues, I bet in some Chicago leagues, he's going in the first round, which is ridiculous, right? Like, that's not giving a good uh, analysis on it. However, in your league, when he fell to me in the fifth round, I thought that was the the right place to take him. I, I didn't Absolutely. expect him. I did not expect him to be around in any Chicago-based league. But I do feel that there are enough people that are knowledgeable in this league, as you said, 90%. That a lot of them are smart enough to say, nope, I'm not going to reach to get him. Well, then they end up missing out on him. That's kind of the way that I saw him fall to me. That and Cohen went in that round. Yeah, Cohen went before Montgomery, which was a mistake. Al's B. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Billy. Billy, uh, go mm-hmm. ahead and get um, stepping up there. Longtime member of the league, former uh, champion of the world. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, all right, Clark. Uh, I know you want to get ready for this draft. I wouldn't mind doing the same thing. So I will see you Saturday night. How are we doing this? Are we uh, are we going to go early? Are we pre gaming? Or you got a you got a, a hundred plans all I'm day? Working in, and, uh, I'm working until one o'clock. Okay. And then I was going to come home, maybe uh, maybe give the wife and kids a kiss, take a shower. And then uh, try to head out that way. Would that allow for time to eat first? I don't know. We we can we could probably discuss these things off air, but we do have to get all the way out to Sears Center. What is that about fifty fifty minutes? Yeah, something like that. And I want to be there well early. So maybe we bring sandwiches. Well, there's there's uh, plenty of uh, cookouts going on, and uh, you know, if you got an in on a cookout, I think maybe that's what we should do. Yeah, there's uh, what do you call those tailgating? They're going to be just doing some tailgating out there. So, and there's the official uh, tailgate party. I know Pro Wrestling Tees is having. I believe that's free entry. That's across the street. Um, so there's options, or we can All stop. Right. You know, we can stop at a, an Applebee's or a. Um, Cracker Barrel beforehand and uh, grab a meal. You know, one of the two. You know what? You probably do want to go to a Cracker Barrel with me again, don't you? 
I think you looked, and there wasn't. Well, like I said, from this day forward, there shall never be a Cracker Barrel Summit with you. I don't know, Al. Yeah, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to go to a Cracker Barrel with you. Scratch that from the list. (laughs) Um, We'll find something to eat. That'll be good. Uh, That'll be exciting. Let's do a little bit of chatting off the air tonight when I'm winning the draft. Uh, Maybe we can discuss some of that. Uh, I told you I've been watching Hard Knocks, so before we roll, um, a former Bears quarterback is fighting for the backup position, Al, uh, with the Oakland Raiders. And they just played uh, in Arizona, against Arizona, and he had a pretty good game. And John Gruden, at the end of the game, let him break it down. Uh, You know, and say, here we go. All right, break it down. Uh, Do you mind if I play a quick uh, little 30 seconds here from that? Sure, go for it. I was really surprised to hear Gruden go uh, go into this position uh, with uh, with Glennon. It's nice to hear that Glennon's kind of in on the joke. I always felt bad about it before this. But Man, here. we got a lot of good players here. we got some great players. we got a chance to do something. We said last week we're going to raise the bar from L.A. to Phoenix, and we did that, right, fellas? All right, we're going to raise it one more time now. we got a weird week coming up, but we're a bunch of weird guys, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get a break. Let's go with Mike Glennon tonight, man. Let's go with Mike Glennon. Yeah. Hey, this guy. Hey, Mike Glennon. Hey, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Raiders. Hey, Mike Glennon, you got some necks, man. We got some necks. I don't Mike understand Glennon. what I used to listen to. He said, Mike Glennon's got some neck, man. <laughs> this guy's oh, got yeah, some yeah. neck. Yeah. He's got that long neck, sure. I don't know. You listen oh, to John way. Gruden talking like John Gruden is a head coach. There you go. Breaking news. I have uh, unretired uh, from fantasy football. I've, uh, I'm no longer retired. I've come to the hard decision that I'm going to put uh, my fantasy first, and uh, I'm going to give the fans what they want, and I will continue on for at least one more season. How mad are you going to be when he, when he comes out of retirement to play next year? Oh, I'll be pissed, especially if it's some ruse to go to another team or something, which I don't think he would. I really don't or think that's the case. that's when he announces that he's going to the XFL to play for his dad. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That would be a big, of the XFL. That would be a big get for them, and I think it would be a huge, huge contract uh, issue that uh, I don't think is uh, uh, feasible, but. I would I think gather he would have they to... would ask for that. They would ask for that twelve million dollar bonus that they just gave him back. I would gather they would want that. Yeah, the twelve million dollar bonus. I I would guess there's something in his contract. He would have to sit out the rest of his contract before he could play, quote unquote, professional. For another league. Again. Do you think they even write huh? that in there? Do you think they even write that in so. there that another league? Yeah, a non compete clause. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, why would they not just have that in there? I just wondered. There hasn't really been a competitive. There hasn't been that I mean, option for anything. But ever since, ever since that last league when players did that, uh, the USFL was. I think that was right. the last time. That, I bet that that is in everybody's contract forever now, right? Well, you you almost. I mean, it almost happened with the Lawrence Taylor and Donald Trump going to the uh, AFL. I believe it was. Oh, that's so, right. Yep. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't want. You wouldn't want a centerpiece player going to another league by just simply quitting their contract or retiring from their career. Um, so, yeah, I would absolutely think there's a no-compete clause. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But 
All right, yeah. let, let's get out of here. The, the clock is ticking. The draft is starting in 40 minutes from now, in you which case I, no doubt, will win another draft, and uh, we'll, I'll brag about it next week along with Red Flag. We'll keep finishing one and two. We'll keep finishing one and two. We, we, we have been, uh, based on uh, analysis, we have both been conquering the draft so far. Uh, I have you as three in one league and me as three in one league, but, but yeah. we're both up. We're one through three in, in everything. I have you at one in one league. I believe my, I think my league. And then I, I'm number one in your league. Did you say that I had the best draft in a league? Did you say that about me? No, Aren't I you? think the projections believe you did. You know, they're just projections, but yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There yep. was one draft where you I got you, you you did get a good grade. Heard you loud and clear, pal. All right. Have a good night, brother. Uh I'm excited right. for all out. That's gonna be a good time. I can't wait for the show after that. Uh oh yeah. That'll be Labor Day. Are you gonna be here? Yeah, and, and I think we might have a bucket's grave line. Oh, really? Should we try to do so that? So he can like, tell me he, he, he invited himself onto the show. Should we Hit him so, up about that? So he could tell me how negative I am about uh, wrestling? Sure. Bring him on. Wait, is that what he's going to tell you? Yeah, he made a comment recently about I'm negative. Uh, ever since I've been to Japan, I've been nothing but negative about uh, wrestling in America. About American wrestling? You, you've gone. Now, I mean, you're learning the language. You're, you're, you've got a step in Tokyo. Like you're, you're probably already looking for an apartment. Yeah, in order to be a teacher, to teach uh, English, you have to have a degree, so I'm out on that. But I hear they like karaoke, so there's always hope. You got it. All right, man. Have a good one. Itterkimasu. Goodbye. Well, like I said, from this day forward, there shall never be a Cracker Barrel Summit with you. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Who cares? I'd like to thank Clark. Is there a Cracker Barrel around there? Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, three, the three flights. We could do a Cracker Barrel. No, no, I don't want the Cracker no, Barrel. No, we could. I'm done. Yeah, you do. Done with the Cracker Barrel. I gotta find. I can't find the egg. I never want to eat at a Cracker Barrel with you in my life. I, I've made that commitment. Still true. I'd like to thank Clark. I can't find the web browser. This damn show is on. I can't close the show. I had already turned my Hello? mic off. I had already turned my mic off. I'm just gonna keep playing drops though for the, one of the five drops that we have. Is there a Cracker Barrel around there? Oh, I'm sorry. The uh, three, the three Floyds. We could do a Cracker Barrel. No, no, I don't want the Cracker no, Barrel. No, we could. I'm done. Yeah, you do. Done with the Cracker Barrel. I gotta find. I never.